Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, it is one of the most familiar portions of Scripture, and it is read responsively during at least 80% of the funerals that we conduct here at St. Paul's. This being Good Shepherd Sunday, I am, of course, referencing Psalm 23 the assigned psalm for this day. And while many people associate this psalm with a funeral, this psalm is actually about life. Specifically, it is a psalm of David describing traveling through life in this world as a sheep following a shepherd. And the ultimate destination to live in the house of the Lord forever. And so I invite you today to travel with me through this psalm as we continue on our way to live in the house of the Lord forever. David begins this psalm in a very personal way. In fact, the first word in this psalm is the personal name for God. Our translations have, the Lord is my shepherd. But in the original language, it is Yahweh is my shepherd. God's personal name that God revealed back in the time that Moses came in Exodus chapter 3 and inquired of God concerning his name. It is usually translated, I am that I am or simply, I am. And in addition to using God's personal name, notice how David doesn't say Yahweh is a Savior. He says Yahweh is my shepherd, emphasizing that very personal and close and intimate relationship that Yahweh wants with his sheep. And what does that close and personal and intimate relationship result in for the sheep? Really two main things, provision and protection. First of all, the provision. David writes that as one of Yahweh's sheep, he will not want or he will not lack. Now we have to stop and ask ourselves at this point, Is David speaking about material things or spiritual things here when he says he will not want or will not lack? Well, the answer is probably yes. He's referring to both material and spiritual things. And on the material side, we are reminded of Martin Luther's explanation of the first article of the Apostles' Creed where he writes how God richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. How wonderfully, how incredibly, God provides for us, his sheep, both materially and spiritually, and both here in this world and in eternity yet to come. We have to admit that we do need a shepherd in order to provide for us and protect us, 
Just like sheep need a shepherd to lead them to green pastures and to still waters. Oh, a sheep might stumble across a green pasture or stumble across some still waters just by happenstance. But by and large, sheep wander around aimlessly and get lost, not even realizing that they are lost, and wander into danger where they are helpless and defenseless. That sounds like a pretty candid description of us, spiritually speaking, does it not? The prophet Isaiah reminds us that all we like sheep have gone astray. Each one has turned to his own way. And our first parents chose, unfortunately, a different shepherd, one who promised them green pastures, but in the end led them to a barren wilderness of sin and death. And it's in that barren wilderness that you and I were conceived and born. It's in that barren wilderness that we, hopeless, defenseless, and helpless, were doomed to perish. But thanks be to God that our Good Shepherd has set us on a righteous path, a path that Christ made for us to walk upon, a path that was the result of His perfect, sinless life being offered to cover over our sin and our unrighteousness. As Jesus Himself said, I lay down my life for the sheep. The righteous shepherd dying for the unrighteous sheep. The righteous shepherd doing away with the ultimate predators that we all faced as his sheep, namely sin, death, and Satan. And how wonderful, when you stop and consider it, that it was before the foundation of the world that God chose you to be one of his sheep. Before the foundation of the world, he chose you to be a member of his flock. Not because of anything good inside of you. Not because of anything you would or you would not do. He simply chose you. And then through the water and word of holy baptism, he brought you into his sheepfold. And ever since that day, you have been privileged to walk on paths of righteousness, not clothed in your own unrighteousness, but clothed in the very righteousness of Christ himself. For God has declared you to be righteous in his sight, simply by his grace, through faith in Jesus Christ and on account of Christ. Thanks be to our God and to our Good Shepherd. David goes on in the psalm, however, and recognizes that on this journey through life, there could well be danger and darkness. Verse 4 of our text is translated, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now that's probably better translated something like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of deep darkness, or the darkest darkness. 
Now, if you have ever visited Merrimack Caverns in the southwestern part of our state, you know that there is a time in the tour when the tour guide turns off all the lights in the cave you are standing in. Talk about deep darkness. You can't even see your hand in front of your face, and it's a little scary. Everybody feels a lot better when the lights come back on once again. Well, certainly journeying through life in this world can result in sometimes in valleys of deep darkness. Perhaps it is your own health or the health of a loved one that has plunged you into a valley of deep darkness. Perhaps it is the sudden and unexpected loss of employment that has plunged you into the valley of deep darkness. Or maybe it is a betrayal by a friend or being abandoned by someone you thought was your friend that has plunged you into deep darkness. And then there is the deep darkness simply of the evil in this world, tempting us every day to step off of that path of righteousness or marginalizing us and criticizing us for being on that path of righteousness in the first place. And increasingly, it seems that things that are clearly identified in Scripture as being opposed to the will of God and not pleasing in His sight are not only tolerated, but actually promoted by some. Go on most social media platforms for just a little while, and you will see the darkness. But thanks be to God that David in our psalm, and again in a very personal but confident way, says, even though I walk through the valley of the deepest darkness, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. It's the loving presence of the shepherd that makes all the difference for the sheep. And just as God delighted in the Old Testament, demonstrating for his people his presence when they were in the wilderness, going before them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and just as he delighted in demonstrating his presence with them as the temple was dedicated, filling that temple with a cloud of his glory. So he delights in being a very present help in time of trouble for us. His word and his sacrament acting as beacons of light as he leads us through the darkness of this world. David goes on to tell us that there is something coming up behind us in this flock. Something is approaching us from the rear. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Again, probably a little bit of a weak translation. It might be better translated, surely goodness and mercy will chase after me, will relentlessly pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, if you have or have had small children, you've probably had the experience of going on an extensive road trip with them in your vehicle. And after you get past all of the are we there yet questions, 
It is interesting to think about the fact that sometimes children know a lot about where they are going, and other times they know next to nothing about where you are taking them. And yet, they don't worry about the gas gauge or about the tire pressure or about any detours that are coming up. They may not even have given a thought as to where they're going to sleep that very night. All they know is that you are with them, you are leading them, and you are caring for them. And that's all they need to know. That's why they're not anxious. That's why they're not worried. And the same is true for us. We are like those little children on that trip. And we cannot for even begin to describe all the different twists and turns, ups and downs, back and forth, and detours that our life is going to take. But we know who is leading us. We know who is with us. We know who is there caring for us. It's a beautiful picture, is it not? Our shepherd out in front of us leading us, we following in faith, his goodness and his mercy relentlessly pursuing us, and we all end up dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. All because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.